make sure that uh, that program doesn't contain controversial subjects and uh, you're not impolite to people. No, definitely not, Dad. You know me. I'm never, <laughs> ever controversial or yeah, impolite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Welcome to Conversations with your lovable, never pisses anyone off, never been banned from Facebook or YouTube, never been sabotaged or censored for politely expressing a difference of opinion, ex-Muslim host Ina, keeping it non-controversial. This is episode 12, and today I have with me fellow Canadian Tarek Fatah, Toronto Sun columnist, someone who needs no introduction, really. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Well, now I know uh, that you're a real person. I am a real person. (laughs) And you're not a man. You're a woman. That's right. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> unless you have a very treble voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're never going to find out, I guess. But okay. no, I can promise you that I'm a woman. Okay, okay. Good, 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 good. Yeah, Let's I mean, a lot of people have suspected things, but there are reasons for anonymity. But Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, thank you for agreeing to speak to an anonymous person. Okay. How are you doing today? Well, okay, it's a beautiful day in Toronto, you know, one of the uh, most fortunate things of living in this city is that you get all seasons. Yeah, that is true. I mean, uh, the colder seasons last longer, but... No, they don't. It's highly overrated. Uh, (laughs) At at the most, out of 365 days, there's only a week that is troublesome. Really? Oh yeah. my gosh, I would beg to differ on that. No, 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 that's just the impression. I have made a, a statistical entry. Oh, yeah? Every year, there has never been more than f- uh, six to seven days of difficulty. Well, I mean, difficulty, I guess, is subjective, but... Uh... No, no, no. I, you go ahead and take a look. It's <laughs> highly exaggerated, and I think uh, people of Toronto love to depict themselves as great pioneers who live in immense difficult conditions. (laughs) Well, because you can't accomplish anything else. The last time they invented insulin, after that, there's nothing happening. So they look at themselves as, you know, uh, living beyond the Great Wall in the North, like the the Game of Thrones thing. Nice, nice. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I love Toronto, and I think... I think it's uh, it's not uh, uh, a coincidence that it's been rated as the best city in the world to live in uh, many times. Though right now it's at number three, I think. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, sometimes I think our architecture could use some work, but oh, absolutely, it's the uh, one of the things that the uh, great Protestant work ethic didn't teach Toronto is uh, fine architecture. You take now it. that we are done maybe butting heads about the weather, mm-hmm. let's talk about um, Orlando. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, on what's been happening, the developments, through the reactions on the internet? It is a reflection. The reaction is a reflection of the cowardice uh, of the upper middle class white liberal 
elites who dominate uh, uh, what is considered enlightened uh, discourse. Uh, they have reacted in the most shameless possible way uh, and justified their cowardice by um, uh, by an air of intellectual arrogance. How so? Well, they were uh, kicked in their backside by uh, Islamofascism, and because they know that if they hit back, they'll be hit back again, so they suddenly turned around and embraced the very people who were attacking them by saying, oh, we will not let Islamophobia uh, come between us and homophobia. Right, yeah. It was Islamofascism that kicked your ass and uh, because you're so pretty and you don't want any scars on your face, the LBGT community in Toronto uh, simply invited the most um, uh, anti-gay, homophobic Muslims to appear on the stage and say, we will not let this come between you and me. If right. there was ever uh, uh, evidence of appeasement after Chamberlain's a flirtation with her Hitler. This is it. We are witnessing it. Yeah, the imam that was on CNN couldn't even directly extend his sympathies to the LGBT community. Like, he didn't even name them, which I found... No, no, here's the point. What sort of people, when attacked... I imagine that uh, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor... Uh, Americans would come to a press conference and Roosevelt would say, I have uh, with me a man of faith and he will tell you uh, how bad we are. And then produce a Japanese Shintoist who would say, oh, you heathen Christians, let me explain to you, I am the person of faith who will tell you. Because he was introduced to the audience exactly three hours after the bombing, uh, for, uh, 2 a.m. Uh, to 10, eight hours after the bombing, as representative of Orlando's faith community. Right. They, they didn't, couldn't produce a Catholic if they had to produce someone. Uh, well, uh, no, I think the point was to hear from a Muslim hoping that... Oh, no, 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 no. The mayor and the cops centered him, pushed him forward, and then pulled him back so that he wouldn't have to answer questions. You notice that whole thing. Uh, yeah, I saw that, but I'm wondering if they di they could have done it simply because they didn't... Uh, they didn't find a pastor or a rabbi or a pundit? No, but I mean, I think an imam is more relevant to the... How? Because the dead were Muslims? The dead were... No, because the, the killer was a Muslim. And so why didn't they say that his faith induced him to kill? Because that's something that no one says, unfortunately. No, that's, that's my point. Right. That Hitler invades Poland. The Poles should invite a Nazi to introduce, oh, this is why the Wehrmacht has invaded Poland, because uh, we'll tell you why. Here's a Nazi. Please, could you please explain why we got our asses ripped? 
well, on September 1st, 1939. I don't know if the Muslim to Nazi comparison is accurate, but I... Uh, Islamist is worse than the Nazi. Islamist, the Nazi. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, Definitely, I, I can Muslim. agree to that. But. I didn't... It was your comparison. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was just clarifying. Here's the difference between a Nazi and a jihadi. The Nazi wanted to rule the world for a thousand years, right? Mm-hmm. The Islamist wants to destroy the world so that the prophetic uh, uh, Sharia-based uh, Yom al-Qiyamah, which is the end of times, right? should hasten because every Muslim child is told by his imam and his parents about Qiyamah. Mm. Okay? End of times, to reach the end of times, is a religious obligation of every Muslim. What do you mean, like to quicken the process to reach Absolutely. the end of times? I don't know if it's an obligation to every Muslim because most Muslims that I know do not really... They don't, and then they have aspire to, to reach in Qiyamah. Well, because they haven't read the Sharia then, and they would like to go on a date with someone in the evening. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> so they are hypocrites uh, who would like to say, yeah, who would always come around and say, oh, Muslims, oh, no, 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 not all Muslims. This is that not all uh, a piece of crap that you have to hear. Right, so, I, I know. I have to give a... A little disclaimer before I say anything, so, so as to avoid. Oh, I understand. I yeah. understand. But um, we have a, a frank conversation. Right, but no, no, no. But I'm saying I agree with you. This not all having to specify that gets in the way of making a point. It should be apparent that you don't mean all. But yeah, let me explain to you some a background. Till the 19th century, 90% of Muslims were illiterate. We know that because 90% of the world was illiterate. They couldn't read or write. Maybe till the 18th century, after that, after the uh, colonial times, people started, the elite started reading in uh, European languages. We were illiterate in every language. As long as we were illiterate, even our imams were illiterate, we were grounded in the culture of the land we lived in. So if you were in Bengal, you know, Bengali poetry was your thing. If you if you lived in P- Persia, that's half as was your deal. If you were in Java, you had your own uh, Hindu gods and goddesses that you embraced as a Muslim. Right. Garuda, after all, is a Hindu god. There's still a lot of illiteracy. I know, but here's the point. It's only when we started becoming literate and reading the texts in translated form, thanks to the European translators, none of us did any. No Arab has ever translated the Quran or the Sharia. Really? I no. mean, I, I'm going to have to look that up. But look that that's... up. You, you and I are not even supposed to be Muslim. We are supposed to serve the Muslim. What do you mean? The doctrine on the death of Prophet Muhammad is that the Quraysh are destined to rule, and within the Quraysh, the Banu Hashim, and the Ansar, that is the crap that is you and me, and the descendants of Indians and blacks, are the servers. Mm. You and 
I are the servers. That means we are, uh, uh, that is why in Iran, the supreme leader has to be an Arab. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bigotry and hierarchy, and it comes with a, lo with a lot of... Uh, the foundation law... So how how do you how do you recognize all of this and still practice? Are, I mean, Muhammad, uh, Muhammad's first companions were Muslim before even the Quran was revealed. You do realize that? Okay. They didn't have any obligation to pray, to preach, to go to jihad, to do Hajj, to do fast during Ramadan. So like, then. Like how I said that the Muslims that I know don't follow. Um, the well, thing. they are ignorant. So they're <laughs> hypocrites. You said. So is that not hypocritical as well? If you don't no. follow all the tenets. No, my point is that people converted to Islam during Muhammad's time before the Quran was even revealed. So the question that you have to ask is, what exactly were they following Muhammad for? And I don't know. Well, the answer, that's the natural inquiry that should come. But if, since we are such profound uh, products of first cousin marriages, we have physiologically damaged our ability to... Uh, uh, My parents aren't cousins. Uh, <laughs> their parents might be, but for 50 generations, first You're cousin, right, though. It's, it's horrendous how often that happens. It's shocking to me when I see it. You do realize that 3% of Britons are Muslim. But they form 18 to 19 percent of the intellectually and physically handicapped population. I read an article about uh, how they, there's a lot of health problems in the Pakistani community in Britain because of these intermarriages, and I can see that. But yes. uh, In India, if you were the upper class, landed class, you would always have to marry your cousin. Mm -hmm. Because the property didn't, uh, you didn't want the property to change hand, right? So in India... The go to the jails, the mental asylums, as they're still called, and you'll be shocked at the high ratio of Muslim presence there. Somebody's got to study this, right? A, oh. Norwegian, a Norwegian guy did it, and a poor fellow had to be uh, was accused of Islamophobia. I mean, I hate that word, right? Because it's a bogus word. It's it's a ridiculous word because it conflates people and ideology and this is another thing that we can get into later but um okay let's get structured i know you're getting frustrated because <laughs> I, I i am way wavering all over the map yes you are that's but because i'm 66 i can do that that's cool yeah um but you know you know we have um butted heads online before we agree on a lot of stuff but we also don't agree on a lot of stuff yeah but what I think is interesting about you is that you do add a diverse point of view to the, uh, you don't refer to yourself as a Pakistani, but to the no. Desi community. But because there's no such thing as Pakistan. Yeah, we'll talk about that. There's yeah, okay. a, <laughs> but um, what were we saying now? We were talking about the um, mental and physical handicaps of Muslim populations because of interbreeding. So yeah. how did how did you escape this? Oh, my grandmother's French. I've got, uh, 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 my wife is uh, uh, a Gujarati, uh, my... Uh, so you don't think you had any cousin marriages along the line? No, I'll tell you why. 
because we our family became Muslim only in the 1800s. And perhaps is the case with my family too. I think. Yeah, the the the, the uh, you will notice that uh, there are two uh, issues with new converts to Islam. One is that they are crazy because of their zealotry, not because. Yeah, of I mean it's like the nouveau riche, right? Yes, like when yes. you have something new, you want to flaunt it all I the time. I understand, but their second generation. Uh, of new of new converts, uh, usually in within Islam, have been found to uh, be fairly uh, rational, uh, especially in the new converts um, to Islam in India. Okay, I uh, I Muhammad don't Ali know. Jina, perhaps the guy I hate most. Uh, <laughs> you have to uh, accept that they were devious. Uh, hey, I'm no fan of uh, you know the the way that Pakistan was created. Or no, no, um, I, I'm not saying that you do. I'm just telling you mm-hmm. uh, as a uh, sharing a fact that uh, those who were blessed as having been converted to Islam just to say a hundred years ago mm. uh, are far more secure in their identities than those who were. Uh, Sayyid with their name or Nakwi, Siddiqui and Rizvi because even <laughs> after thousand, I know where you're going with this no no I'm t- uh, these are all the people who are fake Arabs okay but sometimes they people just have a last name because that's been their last name for their whole life it's not really like oh I'm insecure so I'm going to flaunt this name it's just the name that's on their that's been attached to their name their whole I, life out I, of, they know the privilege they get with that name. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I oh, don't give two you think, you thoughts think, to uh, my last name. No, so. your last name, uh, uh, I don't know what your last name. You don't know it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here, uh, there are four or five categories of Urdu-speaking last names that have devastated India and Pakistan by the sheer arrogance and their ele- uh, elevation of being Arabs. There is that element, absolutely. I'm not denying that. By the way, did you know that when you go to pay your zakat, the annual uh, wealth tax... Right, the forced... When I lived in Pakistan, they forcefully took it out of my bank account. uh, uh, Well, I'm talking of how it happens in Canada or places where you're not forced to. Right. A non-Arab cannot give charity to an Arab the boxes are different. Yeah, I mean, this is religion-based tribalism no, again. No, uh, bear with me. Okay. The Arabs don't know about this. It is the Pakistani Indian Arabs who have... What deter- are Pakistani Indian Arabs? The Sayyid, the Nakwi. Oh, oh the okay, Sayyid. like from back in the day. Yeah, so they go to the mosque, and there you will find two boxes of charity. One... So, I don't know who you are, but I cannot give charity. I'm unworthy of giving charity to someone of Arab ancestry. See, these are the things that turn me off of religion entirely. Um, This is not about religion. This is not about religion. This is about race. Which? This is that the Arab is superior to the non-Arab. And and who's, who's decided this? 
you don't think there's an element of this in religious doctrines where they say oh. you can oh. marry if you you can marry someone from the the book as an Abrahamic oh. faith, but the woman a woman cannot marry outside no. of her religion. No, there this, are, there are during Prophet's time a woman came and said I've married this one who's non-Muslim. Yeah, but there is all that belief that you a woman cannot marry. I don't care about the belief. Okay. I, 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 okay. Here's my point. They start, the starting point is fucked up. Absolutely. I no, agree. And where's the starting point of uh, Islamic law? Is after Muhammad dies. Sharia. So the, you're saying Muhammad is not to blame for whatever eight, fucked upness 18, is happening? Eight, no, I have studied 18 biographies of Muhammad. Okay. And, uh, written by, uh, from Marxists like the Syrian-based fellow, what's his name? Uh, you, uh, it slips my mind. It doesn't matter, just... Yeah, from Haeckel to everyone. Huh. The problems of Islam. I mean, this guy comes around and says, screw the mullah. Why do you think Arabs follow him if he had nothing to offer? Why did the Jews invite him? He was against the institution of the imam. Muhammad? Yeah. There was nobody there. Right, because he started it all, so there's no... no... he didn't start it. The point being that the institution of clergy was eliminated by this man. And the moment he died, everybody was free to bring a new clergy back. That is why your mosques are copied from Eastern Orthodox Christianity and the audacity of Muslims to say, look at that, they are copying a masjid. But we don't, we don't even have that hierarchy of clergy, though, that they have in Christianity. We are just you have... kidding me? Are you kidding me? There's no levels. There's just, there's no... Hello, hello. The supreme leader of Iran, Persia, has to be an Arab. And you're saying there's no hierarchy? No, you're talking about hierarchy in terms of race or whatever, right? I'm talking about official positions like cardinals and pope. And they are. I know they are. It's just that you're too young to have, and you have escaped the tyranny by living in the West. Use that time for your intellectual and a curiosity. Oh, I, I'm trying. Then, I am. Then go and live in the Islamic world. No, thank you. <laughs> you can't. You see, this is what I call air-conditioned atheism. Right, air right. I've heard that term from you before. You, you, you are a fascinating terrible. man. No mosquitoes. <laughs> no no mosquitoes. You know, I was bitten by mosquitoes all over the place yesterday in my backyard. Yeah, that's because you tried to do that Canadian thing and I'm doing that two-finger coats, I say, oh, it's a weekend, let's go camping. Why would you do that? I wasn't camping. I was sitting in my backyard, man. Backyard? <laughs> Put in a DVD. Please don't tell me that backyards are a Canadian thing. I, of course they are. You think they're backyards? In we Congo? have gardens in, in my great... My grandmother God, has a garden. They're a public garden. No, no, she has a, she has a backyard, my grandma. Your grandma... That's the She's problem. The, I am the grandma. <laughs> you are the grandma. Oh man! <laughs> so, didn't you have a backyard? I I lived in a 
in the most poverty stricken area called Nazmabad number 2 i i've been there i know okay, it i have relatives so there I, i had three other they have backyards there there were no backyards they have okay they have front lawns they're smaller Oh, there are no front lawns in Nazmabad. Of course there are. Are you kidding me? You went to North Nazmabad where the Sayyid elites go. Oh, good Lord. Now, no. Even in that, there's... Are the government servant? Very good salary. And upar se aur niche dono jika se milti paise. Hamare bete se shadi karna ho. Usko upar se baut milte. Yes, that's a common... Uh, can you care to translate that for the uh, uh, guests? That's, that is pious... Uh, uh, that's pious mothers of Pakistan and Indian Muslims who when they go to make a proposal to the 13-year-old first cousin... Jesus. <laughs> no, not 30. Let's make it 16. Or let's make it not first cousin because if they were first cousin, they already have had sex. But if they... What? <laughs> That's where you get your first sexual experience, first cousin. Okay, you know, I, I write a sex blog. Um, you right? should talk about I it. I have talked about it. Well, I've, I've, heard from, I've heard That's... from people who want to commit suicide because they're forced to marry their cousins and they feel kind of gross having sex with their cousins. But but initially, the first at least the kiss you get is from your first cousin. Right, There's... and I hear from a lot of people that say that their first sexual encounters are actually with their either their cousins or their siblings Uncle. or aunts or, or you know, Uncle. there's a lot of incest because of the, uh, I guess, Uncle. segregation and sexual Guys. repression. And it's horrendous. But yeah, <clears throat> that is all, that is a generalization. It's not... It's not a generalization. Uh, they, It is a they, problem, absolutely. In, uh, absolutely. In every family, there's a rotten uncle that everybody knows that, who's got those shifty eyes. There you know? is a pedophilia problem, too, and oh. nobody wants to talk about it either. I tried to talk about it, and I got shamed saying that I was airing the country's dirty laundry. And... <laughs> the country is dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you're drinking tea? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I am. I, 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 by the way, I'm sinning because it's Ramadan. Oh, right. I, it's Ramadan. Yes. You're, you're not fasting. Come on. You're 66. You should get 22, a break. 22, I'm a, 22 hours? Are you crazy? Right. It's madness. Other Muslims pray five times a day. I do Ramadan five times a day. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> you should have said Jazakallah. <laughs> yeah, there's so many layers to these things. I've never been good at it. I, I have failed at religion. So I oh, just left should, it. This is what you have to say in any conversation. when, Especially when there are two aunties speaking. You have to say after every third sentence, Mashallah. The other will say, Inshallah. Then you say Jazakallah. I know, I know. And it's crazy. Alam. <laughs> And you know what else bothers me? This... Um, Forced assalamu alaikum. Oh my god, ass! It's the ass before it that pisses me off. When we were kids, we just said assalamu alaikum. Now this bete uncle I hang kobolo assalamu alaikum. And the kid just sits there. Ba ba black sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and for me, I, I just feel it's very imposed. Whether it's assalamu alaikum or assalamu alaikum, whether you say the A or not say the A, yeah, I yeah. just feel we don't have a very secular greeting. We don't say, have, like there was adab back in the day, but it's not. Oh, now you can't say adab. 
No, you can't say it. <laughs> you can't even say Khudafiz. You have to say no, Allah Hafiz. Either way, the theory about Adab is why we don't say Adab, because the root of that word is Adab, which is respect, culture, right. and all that. Yeah. Ever since Pakistan matured into one of the most uncultured places on earth, how could they say Adab? Nobody says Adab. Well, I mean, there are hypocrites, right? They can say anything. Anyway. But I'm... Uh, back to Orlando. We started with Orlando and we've gone to... We've gone all over the place on a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is why uh, it's dangerous to interview me. <laughs> it's very entertaining. Yeah, but uh, thank God you don't have the camera on because... Uh, <laughs> anyway, let me go. Because what? Because I, I haven't even shaved or washed my face okay that's and fine. i'm just scrubbing my eyes because you know all that muck into it and now people will turn off <laughs> please don't turn turn no. it off listen no, no, keep no, listening no. okay i wait yeah. for the next question okay so yes you seem to be butting heads a lot with ex-muslims lately and we have actually had this um tussle on twitter as well what you refer to as air-conditioned atheism and uh, there are no ex-Christians. There are no. Ex- There's a reason that the word ex-Muslim no, is used. No, no, no. This is these are people who have to do the social climbing. They want. They are taking what I call the white route, <laughs> getting a selfie with Richard Dawkins. Jeez. Their goal on earth is to get retweeted by Sam Harris. There are some people that yeah, that know. is their very, very that pretty. is their their main aspiration in life, but I don't think it is the people that you're referring to. Um, again, I'm an ex-Muslim. I re- I remain anonymous, and I've turned down so many really high-profile opportunities because they required me to out myself. Yeah. And I just don't want that kind of attention. I want to be able to go out and go about my life and not. I'm not talking about you because I don't know who you are. I'm talking about real people real who people. think the road to enlightenment is a I, ministry. I'm a real person. You acknowledged this in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, I was told you were the wife of a certain person masquerading as uh, uh, someone else. Anyway. You care to, you know, you can just comment on that. Just out with it. Who, who? No, the, uh, the, uh, no, I want Whose to Whose wife did they say I was? You were the wife of that uh, the the king of the uh, air conditioning Muslims. Uh, Who's our Al- king? Please, Ali Rizvi. He's our king. I'm Are not you? his wife. I promise you that. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, uh, his wife has doesn't have uh, has uh, has that make believe appearance of you know um, uh, the. It's the automatic switch on Western women, but uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I will say though that Ali, Ali is a good friend of mine. I, I really do appreciate his views, and I think he, he does a no, lot. So maybe, but what I, I don't know his wife very well. But I, uh, again, I don't see what you're saying. Uh, what, I'm what is happening with Ali Rizvi and you? What, what, what? No, triggered no, I don't this? care if it's me on him. Anyone who thinks that the attack on Orlando is the reason why he should attack Trump is absolutely working. What did uh, he say? He did not. Absolutely. What did he say? Oh, uh, Donald Trump. That's, this is, these are the people who have to show 
that the enlightened left-wing intellectuals... Are you a Trump supporter? I'm a Sanders supporter, but I will never. If I, I'm not looking for American citizenship, nor trying to hide my Canadian. I don't fake my past nor my future. And so it doesn't matter to me. But so I are you not, a Trump supporter now? No, that? I'm not. No, I'm a Sanders supporter who, if I was forced between Trump and Clinton, would vote uh, Trump. Absolutely. Okay, that's what so I wanted to say. Anyone who celebrates a corrupt woman who's funded by Saudi Arabia and then says they're ex-Muslim, shame on Oh, but Trump is a lunatic. Yeah, I would rather live with a lunatic than with a crook. And you, I can tell you, the people who want upward mobility and are ashamed of the truth will say this, oh, I would. If you had a choice, you'd vote for Clinton? Uh, over Trump? Yes, yes. I oh, would. I, so God. many people would. Of course, because <laughs> they all want to look enlightened. It's not about looking enlightened. Absolutely. It's about not... It's about what? not empowering a very bigoted far right, which is also right. what the hell are you talking about? What am I talking about? Do you, do you know he re- he refused to denounce the KKK? Oh come on! If he you did? ask, just a second. If you ask me right now for denouncing the KKK as a proof of who I am, I will say f you. Oh come on! If you're running for president, you should at least be able to say the KKK is a, a horrible organization. No, no, no. This you guys, that is the why these ex-Muslim uh, combination is such a fraud. It's you a fraud. have to do absolutely nothing, nothing whatsoever, rather than sit and aspire to be to appear as enlightened. You don't want to get mud on your feet. You don't want to get. How do you know up. how much mud each of us gets on our feet? <clears throat> I mean, you, with me, you don't know who I am, so I could be out marching all day doing no, no, who God don't. knows what. How no. do you know I don't? Of course I know. How do you know? I know people you know. What, and they've told you all my moves? Everything I do every day? I don't. I can bet you you've never marched for Balochistan or Kurdistan. How do you know that? I Oh, forget it. Forget it. And Judge. how do you know what Ali does? Ali, I think Ali oh, has changed. Ali has changed a lot of people's lives. Ali has inspired a lot of people to be atheist. What's wrong with that? Yeah, to become atheist. And what's wrong with that? And Is that not and do what? As someone opposed to Islamism and the problems that oh, it causes, Islamism can you not? Has nothing to do. Lenin warned people oh. about such crap ideas because this is not the. A solution to the number one problem in the world, which is abject poverty and illiteracy around the globe and individual liberty. This thing that people living under occupation, fighting ISIS by the Kurdish women. It seems that you have your pet causes, which are very important. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm part Baloch. My grandmother is part Baloch. Yes, I am. Please. What do you mean? No, I'm not. Of course, you cannot deny my ancestry. You cannot do this Punjabi thing where everybody who's macho is Imran Khan, the Pathan, or a Baloch. No, no, no. I'm not. Your nobody in your family has ever spoken Baloch. No, they have. Oh my goodness! How can you just? (laughs) How can you just say no? I'm part Sindhi. I'm part Baloch, and I'm part Urdu speaking. Oh, please. What do you mean, oh, please? 
Oh, please, please, please spare me this. For goodness sake. Okay. Because this, this is the, this is the, uh, uh, that answer that falls into that category. Most of my, many of my friends are black. No, no. Yes. I'm saying I am part this. I have not. Not my friends. Yes, I. I know. I don't have any Baloch ancestry, nor Sindhi. Okay. I support. Are you Urdu speaking? So no, I'm Punjabi. Oh, okay, okay. And I, my main, all my life, I have fought for people living under occupation, whether they are in Kurdistan, Western Sahara. And that's Western... wonderful. But no, that's why a... are you opposed to people who fight for other causes? No, Just because, because we aren't focused, or some of us aren't focused. You know, I wrote a whole blog post about Sabine Mahmood, and you said that I never, ever write anything about Balochistan. Sabine Mahmood? There are 18,000 Sabine Mahmoods that you I, didn't... You picked you the one. Me, so you what? want me to write about all 18,000? No. Like, that's not no. fair. Just because I'm not concentrating on what you want, that doesn't mean that I don't care. Right? Can you name me one Baloch equivalent to Sabine Mahmood? No, I, it's not something that I'm well versed in. I cannot. How did Sabine Mahmood come into your picture? How, because I had contact with her. I knew her. And then she was assassinated. Precisely my point. That this is what is called the air-conditioned version of struggle. That the only person you knew was from the upper middle class of Pakistan's elite. She and was shot. Don't you think that's a little insensitive? You think Brahmda Bukti's sister was not shot in Karachi? Oh, my God. I don't know everybody. But, child, I'm saying that you, Sabine Mahmood caused you to write, but Brahmda Bukti's sister massacred on the street of Karachi three years ago caused no ripple amongst all the air-conditioned atheists. We are writing about other people. One second. We, let let okay. me ask you one thing. Do you visit Pakistan? Does Ali Rizvi visit Pakistan? I don't know what Ali Rizvi does. I told I you I'm not his wife. No, but you do. I don't visit Pakistan because I don't feel safe there, actually. I haven't been in at least a decade. Let's get on to the next question. This is circular and we won't come to any conclusion. You can carry on with this air-conditioned <clears throat> aspiration of never, ever having committed to any struggle and since you're anonymous, I can't talk about you. Okay, but that's really unfair because I am clearly committed to quite a few struggles and I, I dedicate a lot of time and energy to those struggles. And I've heard from people who say that, you know, their lives have been changed by my work. Yes, but not the, but maybe fighting for the Arabs or Palestinians. No, I'm not fighting for the Arabs or Palestinians. I'm actually usually fighting for LGBT rights or, you know, women's rights or sexuality in Pakistan. Well, That's then, not an, you know, an unnecessary no, that's struggle. struggle. That's not air-conditioned atheism. That's not nothing to do with atheism. Because yes, all it does. It does. It's my disbelief in religion that drives me to want freedom and equality for everyone. Especially those who can afford the computer to be in touch with you. Yes, espe yes, especially them because, you know, I favor people with higher incomes, obviously, it is, right? It is. That's what's air conditioned. <laughs> no, actually, I've spoken to uh, girls who have worked in my relatives' homes who cannot afford computers. Let's get on, I said. We, we, we're at an impasse. We can't okay, all right. Let's talk about... Um, 
Bangladeshi atheist. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I saw a video of you at a CFI panel. Mm-hmm. You don't think that um, they're they're killed because they're seen as American? Like Avijit Roy, you said, was killed because he was seen as an American, not because he opposed Islam. No, I didn't say that. These people died, they were seen as Americans. Abhijit was American. Rafida was American. They didn't attack America. They betrayed Islam because they came to Bangladesh to bring what is considered American attitude towards rationalism. So could I be an atheist and walk down a main street? And could I be an atheist and walk down a main street in Bangladesh and say, I'm an atheist. Death to America. Oh, you'd be a hero. And I'm a hero. Absolutely. So it's really... You tell me, am I wrong? If you say I'm Rika Murdabad. Yeah. Death to America. Right. You're a hero. The Ayatollahs were allies with the to the party. So can I say, Muhammad was as all a myth. He never flew on a horse anywhere. No, no, no. no. It, Muhammad is a different issue. Ah. Allah. Allah is the issue where you can. There's a rich tradition in Islam mm-hmm. of people rejecting God. Hmm. It's nothing new. It wasn't invented. So in I can the say West. Allah doesn't exist at all. Yeah, De- death to America. Yeah. nobody's going to touch me. Nobody. I can get you say. I don't, I'm not willing to experiment with that. So but I, I, uh, that's an audio clip that would beg to differ. The distinction Tarek was trying to bring up in that panel is one worth discussing. Of course, anti-West atheists are more likely to be welcomed into the fold and even celebrated by some, while other atheists who challenge Islam directly will not. But would openly anti-Islam atheists all of a sudden be welcomed if they were to also say they dislike the West? Mm, I don't think so. The key to acceptance and safety in that part of the world, so to speak, is to hate on the West and not challenge Islam. Avijit was killed because he was an atheist who challenged Islam, plain and simple. Not because he was seen as a Western influence. We simply can't remove Islam from that equation. And it's a pretty odd thing to do on his death anniversary. I do recommend you watch the video from this CFI panel. For the full context, I'll put the link and timestamp in the notes. Yeah, I have a quote from you. Uh, I can send you the link to the video and the timestamp. Please also send me the quote where I say that I'm paid by raw. And no, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And you that say I that or other people say that? I say that. Well, I don't know if you say that. Yeah, so send that to me as well. Why? I haven't accused you of that. Because you just accused me of something. I didn't accuse you of anything. You I've... said that. I said Avijit Roy is, was killed because he was American. How stupid can that be? Yeah, uh, I mean, I heard you say it. I'll I'll send you the link to the video and the yeah. timestamp. Um, yeah, yeah, please do. You you were routinely speaking up in that um, panel, saying that it wasn't really Islamism; it was their uh, their Western identity that was the problem. No, it wasn't. No. 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 <laughs> okay. You also said that every atheist in the Middle East has more blood on his hands than the recent evolution of Islamic fundamentalism. Well, between Saddam Hussein and uh, Hafiz al-Assad, 
There are half a million dead. Right, but this is not the fault of atheism. You just said that atheists in the Middle East have blood on their hands, and I just told you where the blood is. But do you see the difference in critique of like violence that isn't? No, no, here's the point. Let me tell you how indebted uh, the Western atheistic circle is for white acceptance. You had to do Avajit Roy's event at the center of inquiry, not at the Bangladesh center. They wouldn't, they wouldn't uh, support oh, it. give me a cup. I mean, forget about it. You think they'd support Just, it? You think that, uh, you think that the, uh, uh, the events that take place in the Bangladesh community center, there are no Bangladeshis except atheists? No, of course, there's plenty of Bangladeshis. Yes, and they have the people who died, the 33 million of them, they were done by the center of inquiry or under some Senator Ted Kennedy's approval? What utter bullshit is this? No, that, but what's wrong with... Um, no, because what's wrong with you are... With all that allows you to be socially upwardly mobile. You don't want to join Bangladeshis to celebrate that. You go to center of inquiry. You go to wherever you have an opportunity to go, oh, right? Oh, there were 10 people there. Yeah. There, half of them were... Uh, uh, you know, friends of mine. The others were aging uh, atheists. And then there was a whole lot of people over there who had come to pick a fight with me. Do you think so? They came what? to pick a fight with you on yes. Avijit Roy's death anniversary? Yes, because they couldn't fathom. Uh, these are your air-conditioned uh, atheists that who couldn't figure that out. <laughs> they were not there. They were not there. They were not there, perhaps because for so many reasons. Maybe they didn't know what was happening. Maybe no one invited them. There's so many. It's not because they did not want to leave their air conditioning. <laughs> and by the way, that air conditioned atheist term doesn't work half the year in Canada because, you know, we it have does, heating. It doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> uh, it, you know, however it is, it helps them avoid uh, any uh, sweat on the brows. So there was this guy called Raihan Abir. Yes. Yeah, he has to be. Uh, he was told by uh, your air-conditioned uh, sponsors in the uh, pen movement and center of inquiry uh, to not associate with me. He 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 oh. wrote this on Facebook. I saw. I invited Tarek Fatah as a panel member on no, Avicii's no, no, one-year death anniversary. Now. No, no, don't forget about that. That is what he has to say now. That I'm talking of when he arrived over here. But he and, invited you on the panel. Yes. And that is where the disruption took place. Listen, I don't, I, I don't, uh, 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 I have short patience for people who pontificate and have theories uh, around it. When you do not know about the Shabab movement and you are from Bangladesh and you're avoiding people from the uh, uh, Bangladesh Awami League who are fighting jihadis, then I can tell you... Well, I mean, that, uh, that he's avoiding is, is really your theory, right? It's just... Well, yes, I know. I'm, I'm part of the Mukti Bahini. Nobody, no kid of uh, 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 Western-sponsored, uh, uh, you know, this uh, cult of... Uh, Acceptance that only if you uh, piss on your own people is going to convince me.
I don't need a lecture on Bangladesh freedom movement. You know, it's not really, you're seeing it as this, uh, oh, you're sucking up to the white man to get ahead in life. I don't, it's oh, not it that. Uh, do you have any friends or your parents who fought in the Mukti Bahini movement? They are your, they are your parents' age. I, 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 and if I don't, then? Are they but, sucking off to white people? No, they were on the other side. They <laughs> celebrated the massacre of Bangladeshis. Well, I don't think my parents celebrate that massacre. But No, I'm talking of 1971. Go and ask them. And go ask Ali Rizvi's parents as well. What does this have to do with our parents, though? I'm, I'm talking oh, to you about the guy who invited you to the panel to speak about Avijit Roy, where he says that... Is, were you there? I wasn't there, but I saw a video. He, I'm just saying that he said that you came and shouted every time everyone, anyone would ask you a question, no, saying, why question are we talking about Avijit and Bangladeshi bloggers when thousands are dying in Syria? With yes, because these were planted questions. But it was, a, it was an I entire... I don't entertain fools. I don't entertain fools. Okay. okay, but this is a conference about Avijit, right? There was right? no conference. There were 10 people there. Whatever. It's a panel. It's a panel it's about a Avijit. Panel. There were people. Why should we talk about Syria? In the, of course, there are many causes, but all causes that you care about cannot be discussed simultaneously. That's what I'm saying. It's okay to focus on one cause at a time. Listen, either you nor your friends need to lecture me about Bangladesh problems. I'm not lecturing you. I'm just asking ah, you. No, you're not asking me. I can discern the difference between rhetorical questions and real questions. You wouldn't have had these uh, extracts coming out and uh, uh, putting them over there. You don't even have the uh, uh, full conversation over there, nor do you have the context of what was happening over there. I, I watched the entire video. That's why I'm asking you, because I want to hear your side of it. I've told you my side. I thought it was... People organizing who had never seen Bangladesh on the map of uh, uh, the globe. They didn't know hell what they were talking about. So you didn't about. want to answer questions about Avijit because of once, that? Once somebody targets me, the dialogue is over. It's over. Once, you're, uh, once the, object, uh, uh, the object of a question is a rhetorical, uh, is a rhetorical question hmm. meant to instigate the dialogue is over. I don't care what you have on record or not. I am not a pussycat who says, oh, my God, if I say this, well, how will it appear? No, I'm straight speaking. I don't need a certificate from any fool anywhere to challenge my uh, credentials or my integrity. You challenge my integrity and I will not honor you or respect you with proper answers. It's as simple as that. And then you can take my coat and put it somewhere else and say, oh, he gets money from the Indian intelligence. I've never said that. Oh, no, like, you don't have to say that. Others say that. Others people, say it, and it's ridiculous. People accuse me no, of no, being no, a Jewish agent, They were agent doing it too. right there. They were doing it right there. So what do you mean? The people, I can tell you this urge of how you get your next... Uh, fellowship and how it happens. It's not going to come through me. It's not going to come with you. Your parents or uh, would know, you wouldn't, that you cannot get the, the, the immense hurdle that the immigrant faces is he's got no network. This, this, you know, I only immigrated here in my teens. Like, Yeah, so you wouldn't know what so, your parents went through. Right, uh, but I, I mean, I... 
I did I did start here as a as an adult ish person. It's not like I grew up here or anything. I didn't have a network when I came either. I understand. So you would know that the persons who have the network, and it's very succulent to be drawn into that. Uh, when you're picking sides. You know what's really interesting is because I hear people accuse you of having this extreme, um, I guess, right-wing bias. And then I also see this like very left-wing, like social justice thing coming out. And it's like, you know... What's about white privilege? What is right, left there we go. What is left or right-wing about it? Um, yeah, yeah. I can't offer you the network. So if you have a choice, you will go to the center of inquiry. Well, you're a pretty connected guy, I think. I'm not connected with the right people. I'm connected with somebody from West Papua who's fighting independence for from Indonesia. You would, these people would say even the well. Bible. You have your own newspaper column. You've had a radio show. You're pretty connected. It's not I, bad. I don't offer benefits, my dear. That's the problem. I'm sure to some people and you no, could. No. Friendship with people. There are entire books written that are now embedded in our genes of the Dale Carnegie approach, how to make friends, how to network. They're entire segments. Mm-hmm. And that is how the society works. It's a cost-benefit analysis. If you piss on Tariq Fatah, the chances are that you will have plenty of well-connected friends. No. Yes, yes, that's how it works. Doesn't matter. You know, I'm sorry if you're feeling so victimized, but sometimes... Oh, no, I'm like, not a victim. No. I kick ass as good as I get. That, that's great, but sometimes you, you get into it almost unprovoked, like from our Twitter battles. I haven't even tweeted you, and yeah. you've said stuff like, you've quoted my tweets, and you've said, scratch the surface of any Urdu-speaking uh, Pakistani, even if they're an atheist, and you'll get a patriot. And now, if I'm a Pakistani patriot, I don't know. Like, that's I, ridiculous. If, if, and I measure pay Pakistani patriotism by how pissed off people are against India and Hinduism. Why is Hinduism such a sore spot? I it's hate about, religion, all of it. It's not even a religion. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. No, right. I know that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard they that. Have, no, there are 50,000 books. There's not a single Hindu who's read 50, That's amazing, but I'm not a fan of it. No, you're not a fan of it. I know that. But why does that bother you? Because you are disowning your own heritage. I'm not disowning it. I, I'm happy to say that I am from Hindu heritage. Yeah, that's it. Then move on. It's not asking but, you to... But, I mean, I'm happy to say that I'm from Muslim heritage, and I disown both those things. I don't... not no, a fan. But, no, one is an ethnic ancestry. The <laughs> other is a product of an invasion. Oh, yeah. I talk about Arab imperialism all the time as well, by the way. Fine, but we, we, we we're talking about how uh, uh, easy it is to choose friends and enemies. And if done properly, it but can no, But what you're saying is sometimes you're provoking people without them hitting at you. Like with Ali Rizvi, all he said is that he's pro-reason and Hinduism. No, 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 he's not pro-reason. Come on. He, he absolutely no, that's is. That's any person who used Orlando. He didn't use Orlando. He, no, just, he used it to deflect a, 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 a attention away from Islamism. No, he also Islam. highlighted Islamism. He's an opponent of Islam and oh, Islamism. No, no, no. He not criticizes not. Islam and Islamism all the time. On this occasion. He did, though. 
No, he talked about gun control. He talked about multiple factors. Oh, multiple factors. God, give me a break, multiple factors. The guy came and kicked your ass, and, and you said, oh, let's analyze the multiple factors behind which we were hitting. You don't think analysis is important? I mean, you, you've uh, gotten upset at me for drawing diagrams and analyzing situations. You call it like a paralysis of analysis? Yes, it is. Yeah. You cannot come to a conclusion. You don't like analysis? No, I like I dislike the paralysis of analysis because you get fond of it. I rem I remember in the eighties when people would uh, reformat the hard drive just as a sense of accomplishment. <laughs> no, but don't you think analyzing the situation, trying to understand, you know, this uh, regressive left section, the people who do not want to. Uh, mm -hmm. acknowledge uh, Islamism's role in anything mm -hmm. and want to shield it at all costs. They do not even understand. Don't you think it's important to make them understand, to break it down? They won't understand. It's we should at least try. There are enough billions around there to do it rather than to engage in this uh, with people who will not change their minds. I would rather be with a working class. How did people change their minds on so many things, on segregation, on homosexuality? You know, this is how it happens. Defeated. You have to keep drilling it. You have to keep no, when drilling they were it. Defeated. You shift public opinion, but slowly, when slowly. The critical mass defeated the other side. Yes, That's but it didn't start out that way. You it have did to. It didn't start out that way. Most people were in favor of all kinds of racism back in the day. Most people were in favor of segregation. Absolutely. They still are. That's why Muslim girls are kept segregated. Right. I was referring to the racial, but yes, this gender but segregation is disgusting. Segregation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you ever go to a mosque? Yes, quite often. You do? Yeah. yeah. How, how are you received in a mosque? I can't imagine. I would love they, to they, just uh, be a fly on the wall to see Tariq Fatah walk into no, a mosque. because I have never in my entire life, insulted uh, Muhammad. Mm -hmm. And I have never made mockery. I am a political person. And for me, I have an understanding that for the next few thousand years, religion is going to play a role and, and offer comfort to millions, hundreds of millions of people from Congo to the Philippines. I can understand that. I can yes. appreciate so that. I will not hurt the feeling of the weak. Hurt the feel you do hurt the feelings, though. Not of the weak. Not uh, of the I mean, I, I'm sure I, a lot I, of all kinds of different people are getting hurt. However, um, I think it's important. What do you think of Charlie Hebdo? Do you think they were in the wrong? No, I went into a mosque wearing the Charlie uh, the, the sign saying, I'm Charlie Hebdo. That's amazing. That's excellent. Okay. But you me 10 people who did that. So don't give me uh, the lecture on courage or uh, or in, uh, challenge my integrity. Sir, I am not there lecturing not, you on courage. You know, I am a, just trying to get, kind of, a, get a hold of, of your perspective. Of, here is the point. When Charlie Hebdo happened, I we had three days for Juma to come. Um, and I asked on Twitter and Facebook, this is the mosque we'll go to. We will wear I am Charlie Hebdo signs. And we will stand outside that Toronto mosque in downtown. Yeah. You're the only person who came. Uh, two people came with me. One is a person who prays five times a day 
uh, very religious. He's Munir Parvez. I'll give him credit. And the other was a Kurdish fellow, uh, barely, uh, you know, sort of an agnostic fellow. And you can imagine what happened when we were standing there. I, Jumat, I, yeah, what happened? Recorded the entire khutbah. We were inside the mosque. And when you are speaking the truth, people, you only risk your lives, nothing else. That's, you know, I, I, there is no doubt you are very brave. No, no, but the, nobody came. That's my point. None of your fancy air conditioning <laughs> came. I don't know. No, Did you invite them? There, there's oh, also a legitimate fear, though, you know Tarek. There's that? also a legitimate fear. I would not come. If you have because fear. I'll tell you why. Because I am not that brave. I am terrified of being shot. I don't. And I can understand. Right. But, but don't. You are not the one going out and saying what Rihanna Abir is saying. That fellow didn't have the guts or the balls, if I can say, to appear there. He so was because in- someone values self-preservation and they oh, are not oh, putting themselves in danger, yes, you, will call, yes. you will call them air-conditioned atheists. So do you think yes, Charlie because- Hebdo was air-conditioned atheism because they were just drawing cartoons? No, they died. Right, so then if I die, then will I be a not air-conditioned atheist all of a sudden? My status will change? Air-conditioned atheists are given a lifetime warranty of survival. How? And How can you get that guarantee of survival? You know you are that, never there where the action is. I'm not there, but listen, Charlie Hebdo were in their offices when they were killed. They were drawing cartoons mocking religion. I'm just asking you. I'm trying I'm to understand. I'm conditioned atheists, which are usually people of the third world. So the, third world people have to have to be on the streets and face yes. to face with the Taliban to be authentic yes. atheists. They have to be what Sam Harris and uh, Hitchens did in their communities. They didn't go out and said, "Oh, who is more privileged than us?" They are going, but you know that they do conferences, they do talks. No, I'm, do, I'm saying they do. So then, they are doing it in their communities. The third world people you're talking about? No, I'm talking about... Who are you talking about? I'm talking of the Hitchens and the Sam Harris of the world who in their own community have confronted and fought... You don't think ex-Muslims are doing that? Not in their own community. Of course they're doing that. Who are they talking to? They're only talking to people who come to them. They're not going They're out. going out and doing conferences. They're going out and attending panel discussions. They're they're putting their voices out there. They're some of us are drawing cartoons very much like Charlie Hebdo. And will our status be elevated if we are killed? That's no, my question. No, I don't. I find this. Uh, 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 what in Punjabi we call Nura Kushti or shadow boxing. I don't know Punjabi. It doesn't matter. I mean, even if you were successful 100%, what do you think? Islam will disappear? I'm not wanting it to disappear, but I'm just wanting to start that thought process. Critical thinking. No, no, critical thinking people have been doing for the last 5,000 years. Oh, uh, I beg to differ. Not everyone does it in in religious terms. Like much of my relatives do not do not and refuse to think critically about religion because then it starts to unravel. Well, uh, when I'm saying that critically, <laughs> you think at the turn of the last millennium, 
when the Mutazalites uh, and the Asherites fought it out and got wiped out, there was no critical thinking? No, I'm not saying there was no critical thinking, but there are people who refuse to, to engage with religious texts and also critical thinking at the same time. And I do it all the time. You do do it, yes. So you I have engage, some pretty out-there views. Your views are not common. And you know what's interesting is that you do not, you absolutely do not insult religion. In fact, you say things like, you know, don't insult the religion of your parents, and it's very arrogant and to talk about, to make fun of talking snakes and say that Muhammad was a pedophile, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you do defend uh, Islam in that in that sense, but uh, you you have no problem, I guess, talking about Muslims in broad statements. So it's the inverse of kind of how I and a lot of other ex-Muslims do our critique. Like I believe that criticizing ideas is fine and should be open to everyone. It's religion is just an idea. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to another episode of Polite Conversations. You can support this podcast by sharing the shit out of it, making some noise about it, or contributing via Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash nice mangoes. No Ian mangoes. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at nice mangoes. If you want to make a one-time donation instead of a monthly Patreon one, you can do so via PayPal. NiceMangoes.blog at gmail.com. Remember, no Ian Mangoes. If you've got an interesting story and would potentially like to be a guest, you can email me there too. A special thanks to Dylan Beck for theme music, sound, and production help. 